36 years of basketball knowledge and life skills. Your host, Coach Goins, focuses on today's topics on and off the court, helping players and coaches achieve their goals. So get ready for another fast break episode of Basketball More Than a Game with your host, Coach Goins. Hey, good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. It's that time a week again when it is the hottest podcast as relates to basketball, this side of a basketball court. And I'm your host, Coach Goins, and this is Basketball More in the Game. And today's show that we're going to be talking about the fundamentals of the game, Hall of Fame, and two retired coaches from the NCAA. Also, we're going to be talking NBA. We're going to be talking travel basketball as well as high school basketball. So we have a great show lined up for you tonight. We are so excited. Hope you are. So make sure that you got your sneakers on, you got them laced up tight, you got the Gatorade bottles, and you got everything you need. So we'll be back after this commercial break. Is it that time I need to sit down and review my insurance policy? Make sure you reach out and call Curtis Jackson, the independent insurance agent serving Virginia as well as North Carolina. Curtis can be reached at 919-614-5796. Sometimes we don't want to stop and review things that we need to review. And insurance is definitely something that needs to be looked at periodically. So please call Curtis for that free consultation at 919-614-5796. He and his staff are well-versed in both North Carolina as well as Virginia laws, and it is his pleasure and his staff's pleasure to serve the citizens of North Carolina as well as Virginia. So please contact him at 919-614-5796 for your insurance needs. You're looking for a great place to have your kids involved in youth sports check out act sports serving augusta county and surrounding areas for years act sports has been on the cutting edge providing leadership discipline teaching and also great coaching experience so if you're interested in a dynamic youth sports program once the cheering stops you will be glad that you signed your child up to play in an organized thoughtful thought-provoking positive and most of all fundamental youth sports program actsports.com sign up today all right this is coach goins and i'm back and what we're going to get into right off the bat is called in the paint that is our first session and we're going to be talking about the fundamentals and when we say fundamentals we're going to look at the three fundamental aspects of basketball dribbling passing and shooting i'm going to repeat that dribbling passing and shooting and of course with those three skills there's many other various skills that go along but what we want to focus in on tonight is dribbling passing and shooting as relates to fundamentals now in my opinion the most difficult one to be able to take care of as relates to those three is passing why is passing the hardest hardest skill to perfect because passing it has to be accurate it's hard to get the pass there on time it's hard to get past there under pressure. But one thing that you've got to make sure is that you've got to be able to see the target that you're throwing it to. A lot of times people want to come down the court, pick the ball up, make the pass. And is it a, is it a pass to open man? Is it a pass to where the man that is open or that allegedly is open, is it at his ankles? Does he need to pull out his nine iron? Or is it a pass to where they can catch it and ready to make their move? So out of the three, dribbling, passing, and shooting, in my opinion, 
Passing is the most difficult one because it has to be accurate and it has to be timely and you have to be able to see the target that you're throwing the ball to. Is it a man cutting to the basket? Is it a young lady going to the basket? No matter what team you're on, it's a co-ed team where you're playing, you know, all guys, all ladies, passing is passing. So make sure that you see the person that you're passing the ball to. Make sure that you're squared up and make sure that you throw it to the open person on the other side of the floor, okay? So that's what we're going to talk about as it relates to the fundamentals. Now we're going to kind of shift gears and get into um, some great stuff as it talks about the Hall of Fame. And think about the class of the Hall of Fame this year. It was Chris Weber, Paul Pierce, Chris Botts, and Ben Wallace. Ben Wallace, of course, uh, I think he was maybe the third time he was on the list and he was able to get in. Also, we don't want to forget WNBA stars Yolanda Griffin, Laura Jackson is also in. From the coaching standpoint, Coach Rick Adelman, uh, Villanova's Jay Wright, and the Celtics legend Bill Russell. Now, Bill Russell also was enshrined in the Hall of Fame in 1975 as a player. But he goes in as now as the NBA's first black coach, and he's the fifth Hall of Famer to be inducted as a player and a coach, joining legends as Coach John Wooding, Wooden and also Coach Lenny Wilkins. Tony Kukoc, Pearl Moore, Clarence Jenkins, and Bob Dandridge was also selected to the Hall of Fame. And WNBA President Val Anchorman and Coach Cotton Fitzgerald and Five Stars Camp co-founder Howard Garfinkel also rounded out the class. And then, of course, during the pandemic, they did not have it. So that 2020 class was none other than the late Kobe Bean Bryant, Tim Duncan, Kevin Garnett, Tamika Ketchens, and Kim Mulkin. So again, that's the class of 20 and, and class of 2021 that has gone into the Hall of Fame in Springfield, Massachusetts. So congratulations to all those former players, coaches, and uh, representatives of different leagues. And you know what? It is a tremendous honor to be able to be, to be called a Hall of Famer. I personally know a Hall of Famer that's in the Basketball Hall of Fame, Mr. Ralph Sampson. But you know what? A lot of times people think it's you know it's not that big deal. That is a big deal. That is a huge deal. Why? Because you know what? They're a Hall of Famer. Not everybody can walk and say they're a Hall of Famer. But when you look at it, these folks are Hall of Famers, and it means a lot. So congratulations to those class of 2020 and also the class of 2021. So as we turn our attention to some absolutely iconic basketball coaches. And that is none other than Coach Roy Williams and Coach Mike Krzyzewski. So what we want to do is pay them a little homage right now as we talk about both of those gentlemen. And we're kind of going to run down some stats with those gentlemen. So let's first of all, let's start with, um, you know, God's team, Carolina, because somebody says, why? Because if, if, if God wasn't a Carolina fan, why is the sky Carolina blue? So that's a toss out for all of the you Carolina fans. But listen, his overall record was 903 wins, 264 losses for winning percentage of 77%. He was 79 and 27 in the NCAA Division One and 4 and 1 in the NIT. And here's his championships. Three-time NCAA Division One champion, 2005, 2009, and 2017. Nine times NCAA Region Final Four. Nine times. Nine times ACC regular season champs. Three times ACC tournament champs. 
four-time Big 12 regular season champs, three-time Big 12 tournament, and this is when he was at Kansas, of course. Also, five-time Big 8 regular season and Big 8 tournament. Awards, USA Today Sports National Coach of the Year, two times AP Coach of the Year, two times Harry Alba Award, Naismith College Coach of the Year, two-time ACC Coach of the Year, Adolph Rupkult, John R. Wooden Legend Coaches Award, three-time Big 12 Coach of the Year, four-time Big 8 Coach of the Year, and inducted into the Hall of Fame in 2007. What a tremendous career and happy retirement to none other than Coach Roy Williams. He played, or he went to Charles Owens High School, then he was a, he was coach there, then he was assistant at North Carolina with the legendary Dean Smith. Then he went on to Kansas from 1988 to 2003. And 2003 to 2021, he was at North Carolina. So tremendous, tremendous job. And we just wanted to recognize him and his attributes of what he has brought to the game. Now, we're going to turn our attention over. We're just going to just go a few miles down the road to the Queen City, and that is over to the Durham. North Carolina. So in that, here is Coach K. Coach K's record is 1,097 wins and 302 losses. Of course, he's a graduate of the United States Naval Academy. He was assistant in Indiana and Army. And then from 1980 till present, he is at Duke University. His overall head coaching wins is 1,170, 361 losses. That is overall record. The first record I gave is just Duke only. So it's championships. He has five NCAA tournament championships, 12 Final Four appearances, 15 ACC tournament, 12 ACC regular season, three times Naismith College Coach of the Year, National Association of Basketball Coach of the Year, Claire B. Coach of the Year, UPI Coach of the Year, five-time ACC Coach of the Year, and he was a 2001 inductee into the Basketball Hall of Fame. You know what? Just tremendous. Also, he's coached the Olympic game and 2000 Olympic team 2008, 2012 in London, 2016 Rio de Janeiro. Uh, and World Championships, he's 2010 Turkey, 2014 Spain, 1990 Argentina, 2006 Japan. Then the FIBA American Championship 2007 Las Vegas. He was assistant coach in the United States men's national team. He was Olympics coach in 1984 Los Angeles, 1992 Barcelona. And then he was the FIBA American Champion Portland in 1992. So happy retirement. Coach K, of course, will be at Duke one more year, and then he will be moving on. The big thing there is at Duke, it will be uh, headed up by uh, associate head coach John Shire uh, after next year. And uh, Hubert Davis will be the uh, at the helm at North Carolina this year. So Hubert Davis will be the head coach at North Carolina this year. Coach K has one more year, and then his predecessor has already been uh, appointed, and that's going to be Coach John Shire, who is now the associate basketball coach at Duke University. So, the pieces are in place. Congratulations to the two men that's going to be coming behind these iconic uh, coaches. But we just want to take a few seconds 
Give homage to two outstanding coaches, Coach K, Coach Roy Williams. Thank you so much for what you've done for the game. Thank you so much what you've done for the young men uh, as mentors, as coaches, as friends, and trusted, confidant that relationships will continue to grow. Relationships will continue to flourish. And we, you know, bless you and wish you a thousandfold on your return from the time away from your family, a time away from your loved ones as you continue to sow into these young men and then allow us to enjoy the game that we call basketball. So listen, we're going to hear from our sponsors. And as always, we'll see you in the gym. You're looking for a great place to have your kids involved in youth sports? Check out Act Sports, serving Augusta County and surrounding areas. For years, Act Sports has been on the cutting edge, providing leadership, discipline, teaching, and also great coaching experience. So, if you're interested in a dynamic youth sports program, once the cheering stops, you will be glad that you signed your child up to play in an organized, thoughtful, thought-provoking positive, and most of all, fundamental youth sports program. ActSports.com. Sign up today. Is it that time I need to sit down and review my insurance policy? Make sure you reach out and call Curtis Jackson, the independent insurance agent serving Virginia as well as North Carolina. Curtis can be reached at 919-614-5796. Sometimes we don't want to stop and review things that we need to review, and insurance is a definitely something that needs to be looked at periodically. So please call Curtis for that free consultation at 919-614-5796. He and his staff are well-versed in both North Carolina as well as Virginia laws, and it is his pleasure and his staff's pleasure to serve the citizens of North Carolina as well as Virginia. So please contact him at 919-614-5796 for your insurance needs. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is your host, Coach Goins, and I am back. That's right, I am back for Fast Break. And like we always say, make sure you got your sneakers on, you got them laced up tight, and we are just hoping and praying that you are enjoying, yes, enjoying the show, and we are so, so happy to be able to bring it to you. But most importantly, you know what? We just want to make sure that you understand that we appreciate you tuning in each and every week to hear what Coach Goins has to say about basketball life and how to get better at both. So without further ado, we're just going to jump right on in this thing. And you know what? It is, it's been a great year. It really has as it relates to basketball. You know, you stop and you look, you try to figure out what's going on, who's making what, who's popping this, what it looks like, how we need to get into this, what do we need to do. So you know what? Let's, what's greater thing to talk about than the NBA playoffs. And a lot of times people don't want to give the NBA credit, but the NBA does a great job as relates to basketball. Think about it during the COVID. A lot of people want, don't want to give the uh, Lakers the, the just do and say, well, they win the bubble. Bottom line, they did it. They did it flawlessly. Um, they played the championship. Nobody was tested positive. Well, not reveal uh, that they tested positive. Bottom line, they executed, got the job done, was able to name a champion for their league, which happened to be the Lakers. Of course, a lot of people said, oh, well, you know, Lakers shouldn't, you know, they shouldn't be champ. Well, you know what? We, 
we're not here to, to debate on who should be winning and who should be losing. Is that, you know what, the Lakers were crowned champions, and that's where they are. So let's go ahead and get into the NBA look, and what we're talking about tonight is right now, uh, actually, uh, Philadelphia has a two-to-one lead over Atlanta, and Philadelphia is playing quite well. And then, you know what, they got one of my all-time favorite players, and as my son would say, one of the guards that, you know, Coach Goins would have on his team would be None other than George Hill. George Hill is, you know, he's been in the NBA. He's been a main fixture. He's not a starter, but he is a guy that comes off that bench. And you know what? Just brings the calmness. Uh, Atlanta's doing a great job with the young talent uh, that they've got around them. Of course, uh, Hunter, that was from UVA, uh, is on that squad, as uh, well as the standout from Oklahoma, uh, Ice Trey. Uh, and you know how it is. You know, he, he knocks the three down and he rubs his arms just to, you know, make sure they're a little chill. But Nate McMillan, is doing a great job, you know, taking over about uh, a little more than halfway of the season, getting those guys fine-tuned and ready to roll. Let's kind of sh- uh, switch gears and go out to the West Coast, and we've got the uh, Utah Jazz and the uh, L.A. Clippers. Of course, uh, that uh, is led by uh, Utah, and Utah has, you know, Mitchell, who's a great player. And I got to say this, and I got to call my my man Stephen A. Smith out, and say, you know, Stephen A., you were way out of line with the comments and saying that he was the best uh, Utah Jazz player uh, and franchise or up-and-coming. I understand up-and-coming, but there's no way you can slight the great John Stockton or call the mailman alone. So I'm not going to get into, you know, who's who's this and who's that, but, you know, please let's make sure that we understand that John Stockton and Carl Malone, within their own right, were great, great NBA players, great for the league, and most importantly, great for the city of um, Utah or the state of Utah. But most importantly, they did a great, great job. And the LA uh, LA Clippers, we know they've got uh, Kawhi Leonard and um, Paul George. So it's 2-1, and we know they've been there before. So I'm sure that uh, LA will be able to tie that series up and take care of business there. Then we got Denver and Phoenix, matter of fact. Uh, Phoenix won, so they actually pulled a broom out on Denver. Um, the MVP, uh, Coach, he was e- ejected last night for uh, the flagrant two. Uh, a lot of people didn't think it should have been an ejection, but however, uh, we weren't the ones viewing it. only thing we were doing was uh, witnessing it, and the referee said that, you know what, it was a flagrant two, uh, so therefore, guess what, he was ejected. So that's how that cookie crumbles, and we move on from there. Then you have the uh, Milwaukee and Brooklyn. With that series was tied up 2-2. Now, I watched that game, um, and I'll tell you what, it was absolutely – I'd gotten to the point to where I was really pulling for Brooklyn. One, uh, Blake Griffin, I know him personally. Uh, Blake played for Coach Capel, who is now at Pitt when they were together at Oklahoma. Blake's a tremendous talent. I know he's kind of long in the tooth. But still a great a great guy, great uh, ambassador to the game. But Milwaukee really went away. When Giannis was doing what he was doing, he was in the post. Then he came out and wanted to just start shooting a three. It, it, it got old. It got old when I said it got old. It got old quick. It got old, you know, pretty raggedy that he just decided, do you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to jump out and shoot the three and just let it rock and roll. That's not your game. That's not what made you the MVP. That's not what's going to get you – uh, to the next level. So, so glad that that's shaping up the way it is. But right now, that, that series is tied 2-2. Atlanta and Philadelphia will be playing on Monday night. 
and again, Philadelphia is up 2-1. Uh, and that was a great uh, showing from, you know, Doc Rivers as well as his guys with the 76ers. Oh, and the guy that didn't call out from L.A. Clippers is my main man, uh, Rajon Rondo. So my son, if he was on the show, would say my two favorite guards and the two guards that I would have on this team, on my team, would definitely be Rondo and George Hill. Why? Consistency. They're not going to hurt you. Uh, they lay, they label Rondo as playoff Rondo. And so when it came down to it, they made the trade because Rondo was actually in Atlanta. Uh, they made a, they made a um, switch to get uh, Vince, I think it's Vince Evans. Excuse me, no, Vince Williams, excuse me, I stand corrected. Vince Williams went to Atlanta and they got Rondo out on the West Coast to be back with the Clippers to kind of be the mainstay, the figurehead, the guy that needs to kind of calm the storm before everything rocks and rolls. So right now, let's just repeat myself, is that the uh, Sacramento Kings, excuse me, the uh, Los Angeles Clippers and the Utah Jazz, Utah's up 2-1 to one in that series. Uh, Phoenix has advanced. They take out Denver. Atlanta, Philly is 2-1 to one Philadelphia. And the Milwaukee and Brooklyn is tied 2-2. Two, two. And keep in mind, Kyrie Irvin went down. So Irvin and also James Harden probably will be a no-go when they play on Tuesday night. So again, that Philadelphia-Atlanta game is coming on tonight at 7.30. And then, tomorrow, and then tomorrow's games will be Milwaukee and Brooklyn. Again, that series is tied 2-2. So great job uh, to the commissioner. Great job to the NBA for making that rock and roll and how they move. Now we're going to kind of switch gears and jump into travel basketball. And we're going to talk a little bit about travel basketball and high school basketball. But first, we want to talk about travel basketball. How do you get on a team? Do you get on a team because your buddy has a team? Do you get on the team because you're good enough to be on the team? And what are you teaching these teams? And why are you doing it? Are you doing it to make sure that your son's playing? Or are you doing it because, one, you love the game, two, you want to teach the game? But I go back to my first point, how do you get on the team? And then when you're on the team, what is the expectation of your playing time? How do you earn playing time? Do you earn playing time because – you have nothing to do and you go out to practice and you like luster and you don't pay attention and you don't run the play. So come game day, because I came to practice, I think I'm supposed to play. And what are you teaching them? Are you teaching them the game? Or are you just rolling the ball out and it's just organized YMCA? I'm just asking. I'm not calling anybody out. I'm just asking. And then that also playing time. So if I can't get it done in practice, why do I think that I show up on game day and it's automatic bid that I land and I get some playing time. I don't know. I can't figure it out. I'm not here to figure it out. I'm just laying it out here. Then, are you setting your players up for success? And what I mean by that is simple. If you as a coach know that your player can't do a certain thing at a certain time in the game, why is he on the floor? It's like somebody asking me to go guard LeBron James. I better be playing them on PlayStation. But for me to go out on the NBA court, it's ridiculous. So when you put a kid out on the floor and the kid can't play, and when I said he can't play, he can't be successful for the time that you put him in, I'm going to challenge you as a coach. Because it's your job to make, to make it and develop the player. 
because he's on your team. But if you put that player in and that player can't go for whatever reason, you own that coach. So as you sit in practice and you work through practice and you see this kid is, is struggling in the area, but then come game time, how do you reward him? Do you put him out there with, say, the non-starters and where he's really exposed? Or do you sneak him a couple minutes in with your starting guys so they can kind of protect him? Is he a guy that where you have to play zone? Is he a guy that can play man-to-man? Or is he a guy that you really have to say, you know what, he's a good kid, we want him on the program, or we want him in the program, but that's fine. But you got to make sure that you understand the process, and you got to make sure that this kid understands his role. Because if it doesn't, he can derail your program. So, travel basketball. Am I supposed to play? Or is that rec ball? Am I trying to television? Am I trying to sell a vision? Or am I trying to develop players for their next level? Meaning getting them ready for high school. So if you got a ninth grade team, they should be ready to play JV coming out of travel ball. If you've got a team that is struggling, then you need to go back to the basics. If you've got a team that just can't throw it in the ocean, then you got to go back to the basics. And it almost goes back to what we were talking about in the paint session is the fundamentals, dribble, passing, and shooting. If you can't dribble, you can't pass, you can't shoot, why are you on travel basketball? You need to be in rec ball. Well, you might dominate, you may dominate, but you got to get fundamentally sound before you go to the next level. And when we're not taking into consideration what that looks like, what that entails, we got a long day and we will struggle mightily because we're not taking care of business as relates to what needs to happen and how it needs to happen. Okay. So as we close this out with travel basketball, we're going to spin into high school basketball. And this year I was able to view a lot, you know, via the um, cameras that was in the gym. I was able to get hooked up and, and was able to go to some high school games because, you know, some of the guys were able to hook me up and, and let me get in there with, you know, offer some passes. But what is the vision of a high school basketball program? What does it look like? What type of program do you want your child or your student athlete involved? How do you work with that potential? So you see a kid and that kid may not be the most talented, but that kid has the desire to be good. Is that kid a good kid? Is he, is he a kid that can understand his role and give him a fair shake? Or is he a kid that you're not willing to spend that time and put those efforts in? Is your team already made up even before the season starts? Because base coming off of last year, you've already penciled in your, your starting center, your forward. I understand you're planning, but what do you do if you get a kid that moves in your area? That's a player. How do you make room for him? Or her? Or are you just going to build your team from the guys that you had over last year? What do you do with your seniors? How many seniors are you going to have on the team? Are you going to have six seniors? Because then when you hit senior night, how are you going to start off six? Or are you going to have four seniors? Because about midway through the season, and your season's not going well, you got to start looking at into next year. And how does that work? Because you know what? It won't work because you haven't looked at it through the lens of being honesty. And when I say being honest or being honest is what is the consequences if you have open gyms and your guys aren't coming to the gym? 
you just open the gym and none of your main guys are not there and you've got other guys just coming, putting in the work, but your main players aren't there. But then come basketball season, they're the ones that's out on the floor. How can you fix that mindset? And then how do you change up from year to year? This year I got bigs and my front line may be 6'4", 6'5", 6'5". Next year I lose all of that size and I have nothing but guards. Do I change my offense or I'm the one that wants to continue to do what I'm doing, staying in the paint, thinking that, you know what, we'll be okay because, you know why, we're going to continue to run the same system. So these are just little tidbits that I toss out and offer up for food for thought. Not to say that Coach Goins is right in any stretch of imagination, but it's just trying to take a hardcore look and be able to see what we can see and be able to allow you, as a listener, to picture in your mind what it means, what it takes in order to be the best basketball player that you can be. We're not asking you to be Kobe. We're not asking you to be LeBron. We're not asking you to be Kareem Abdul-Jabbar or even Michael Jordan. What we're asking you to do is understand the game, respect the game, and treat the game the way it needs to be treated. So as we start wrapping up for this week, we just want to thank our sponsors, and that's Act Sports. And that's Curtis Jackson, the independent insurance agent out of the great state of North Carolina. But most importantly, we want to thank you for taking time out to sit with us, to listen to what we have to say, and to make basketball the greatest sport ever played.